0: You're listening to Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, the founder of Catalyst for Change, LLC, Generation EQ, and author of The EQ Deficiency. If you find the information in this podcast valuable, and want to learn more about how you too can incorporate these essential skills in your family's lives, I welcome you to contact me personally and we can have a chat. You can find my personal calendar link and contact information in today's show notes. Today we're going to focus on developing awareness and extend beyond emotional intelligence. And what I mean by this is that while awareness is part of Emotional intelligence, right? Self-awareness is the first element of emotional intelligence. Awareness goes beyond the skill of EQ. We can be emotionally intelligent, but lack a deep level of awareness. Last week, we talked about conscious communication. And what makes it conscious is the level of awareness that we apply to the communication. The ability we have to pick up on the subtleties in the communication and connect with someone else's message on a deeper level. Just as the dad did with his son Jacob in the story that I read last week from my book The EQ Deficiency. Now let's talk about how to bring that awareness to every aspect of our lives and our kids' lives. If you can teach this to your child at a young age, although there's no age limit on developing things like awareness and emotional intelligence, but it will amaze you how mindful they can be with their choices, how less stressed they'll be, their ability to live in the present moment, and be mindful of the feelings and needs of others before prioritizing themselves. Now, hearing that, some parents may uh, say, well, I want my kid to put their well-being before others, so let me clarify. I'm not talking about their well-being. Of course, we all need to put our well-being before others so we can help others. However, we often mislabel our wants and desires as needs, as part of our well-being when it's not. And that is what I'm referring to. Understanding the impact our egos, wants, and desires have on others, and then taking that into consideration before we make a decision we're at, allowing our higher self, aka also known as the true essence of our being, which I'll talk about in further episodes, to guide us instead of allowing our egoic minds to guide us. But before I get ahead of myself, let's talk about what awareness is and the different levels of awareness. So I call this the basic level of awareness, and that is our ability to perceive the world around us. Basic level would be realizing that we're alive, <laughs> our orientation in space and time, meaning I'm sitting in my office right now and it's about 12, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the moment. So that is orientation in time and space. And what we can perceive with our five senses. So whatever I can perceive around me. Uh, so my friend Brian Cunningham wrote two books on awareness, and one of them is called AQ, or the Awareness Quotient. And he identifies four levels of awareness, those being internal, external, integrative, and a deeper purpose of life itself. Internal being our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and emotions, our senses, our bodily functions, and from where all of this arises and where it takes us. So essentially what I call the basic level of awareness. Then he identifies external awareness, being other people and their thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. It's our surrounding environment, nature, our institutions, and our social constructs. The third level he identifies is integrative awareness, which is a blend or bringing internal and external together. So it's a very real connection with everything that surrounds us and our ability to interact with and engage with the complex inner and outer dynamic to move forward in life. And lastly, a deeper purpose of life itself, which is our connection with the fundamental source of our being and doing, our ability to engage with the world from a place of deepening wholeness and oneness. So, what we're gonna focus on today is. How you can teach your child to develop their awareness and practice it throughout their day. And we're gonna focus on the basic level of awareness, or what Brian calls the internal level of awareness. And I recommend everyone adopt these practices, not just use them with your child. I also recommend teaching them these practices when they're in a positive state of mind, because when they're stressed or irritated, and you try to teach them this exercise, it will likely not resonate with them because they are in a different headspace in that moment. But if you teach them these skills when they are in a positive state of mind, it will be much easier for them to implement and possibly a welcome tool for them to use when they're in a chaotic state of mind, meaning they've developed this in a positive state, therefore they see the benefits of bringing that into a very unpleasant state of being. So stress, anxiety, concern, sadness, whatever the case may be. So again, do not try to force them to practice this when they're in a very unpleasant state of mind because we don't want them associating these practices that are really positive uh, with an unpleasant mood because it could come across as a form of punishment instead of a valuable resource. So while there are many ways to develop awareness across these different levels, today I want to focus on a practice that will reduce stress and anxiety and bring attention to the present moment. I may have mentioned this in earlier videos, but anxiety cannot reside in the present moment. It only lives in the past and in the future. Meaning, if we are feeling anxious right now, it's because we are either dwelling in the past or we're thinking about something that may happen in the future. And we're bringing that into the present. So realizing this is extremely powerful. If your child is worried, that means that they're likely thinking about something in the past or the future. So ask them, what are you worried about? Then notice where that worry is coming from. Is it from something that happened previously? Or are they imagining something that could possibly happen in the future that is causing them to worry? And just pay attention to what they say. Just be an observer. Allow them to explore themselves. Because if we bring this to their attention by saying something like, I think you're worried because this happened last year then you're not giving them the opportunity to expand their awareness and solve their own problems. We need to be okay with them struggling a bit. That is how we learn and grow. So simply ask them, where do you think this worry is coming from? It is totally okay and recommended to use questions to help them through this process, as long as you're not using leading questions. So here's an example of what I mean. If they are having a difficult time trying to figure out where that worry is coming from or what you mean by asking the question, where is that worry coming from? You might ask, has this happened before or is this something that you fear happening? That question is totally fine. But a leading question, which we want to avoid, might be something like, is this because X happened, blank happened, to you last year and you are now concerned it will happen again? while that may be true what you're doing that, what you're doing is guiding them to that answer so do you see the difference one offers both a past and present for them to choose from and the other is guiding them to one destination and not allowing the opportunity for exploration and self discovery so once they realize where their worry or whatever emotion it is You know, it doesn't have to be worry. I'm just using that as an example. But once they realize where that emotion is coming from or that anxiety is coming from, you can help them to bring attention to the present moment. That's what we want to do is to realize that this anxiety isn't happening now. It's happening either in the past or the future, and we're bringing it to the present. So ask, how are you right now? How are you currently? Are you currently safe? Teach them to get outside of their heads because their head may be telling them, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. But the reason that they're not feeling okay is because they're still tied to the past or the future. So we want to bring them into the present solely. And we can do this by involving our five senses. What do you see right now? What do you hear? What do you feel? And with feelings, we want to make sure we're talking about more tactile Feelings versus emotional feelings because that could, again, pull them back to the past or to the future. And then what do you taste? What do you smell? Engage all of their five senses. If they keep wanting to go back to emotions and say, I'm feeling this way, just let them sort that out and let them identify where that emotion is coming from. Is it tied to the past or the future or in the present? If it's an unpleasant feeling and they are fully safe in that moment, then you have to help them realize that it is not coming from right now. I know that seems challenging potentially, but again, unpleasant emotions. If you were safe, like right now, I could feel sad. I could feel anxious. I could feel stressed. I could feel angry. But there is nothing going on right now in my present moment to make me feel that way. It is the thought of something that is not happening now that is making me feel that way. So just helping to bring that awareness. Okay. What we're trying to do is to get into a state of pure observation, meaning a state without judgment or emotion. And that can be very challenging and difficult and take time. When we feel emotions around a situation That is an indicator that we are bringing our beliefs and judgment into the mix. And another word for judgment is interpretation because judgments don't always have to elicit unpleasant emotions. You can judge a flavor of ice cream, and that might be, uh, you know, this is the best ice cream in the world. Oh my gosh, this is so yummy. But that is still a judgment because you are bringing your perception into the mix. Whereas an objective observation is this ice cream is sweet, it's cold, it's creamy, right? That is a fact. That is objective observation. There's no emotions attached to it. There's no perception or beliefs or anything like that. That's the difference. Okay, that's a lot. I know this went by fairly quickly, but that is a lot to handle right now because awareness is a very broad and deep subject, And one that I cannot fully cover in just one episode. (laughs) That said, I'm going to continue to talk about this and expand on this topic over the next three episodes. So what we went over today may seem simple, may seem challenging for some, but nonetheless, it's powerful either way you look at it. And the level of awareness that we worked on today was internal awareness or what I call basic level awareness. So let me do a quick recap of what we discussed today. So internal awareness is our ability to be present and aware of our feelings, our senses, and perceptions of the world around us. We talked about how to bring attention to the present moment to help us reduce anxiety. And we did this by becoming aware of where that anxiety is coming from. That being the past, the future, or both. But what we're doing is bringing that into the present moment. Moment where it doesn't currently reside. Then we dialed into the present by bringing attention to our five senses. What do we see? What do we hear? What do we feel? What do we taste? What do we smell? And when we bring attention to our senses, we're not thinking about the past or the future. We're in the now. So that in and of itself reduces stress. We also realize that our worries are not happening in the now. We can have fear in the now if something life threatening is currently happening, but our concerns, our anxiety is not in the now. And then we talked about the importance of separating our beliefs and assumptions from objective, non judgmental observation. Again, if this seems overwhelming, that is normal and I completely understand. This takes time to really fully understand, grasp the concept, and implement it. Um, I recommend primarily working on bringing attention to the present moment and realizing the source of the anxiety where it resides, also realizing that it cannot live in the present. That in and of itself will help to reduce anxiety and expand your awareness when you're able to constantly bring that attention into the present moment and you develop it as a habit. But that is all for today. On the next episode of Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, we will pick up where we left off and continue to expand on developing a deeper level of awareness. If you have questions or concerns or just want to reach out, feel free to connect with me. I have a link in the description below. Until next time, live and lead with an open heart and an open mind. Thanks for listening.